must sever the connection hinge. Now! Not until you're up here. There is no time wrecker. Plan 99. Episode 16 of Season 4 of Force Insensitive, a Star Wars podcast. And on this week's show, we are wrapping up our Season 2 coverage of The Bad Batch. I'm sure everyone is uh, beyond excited and and is ready to to throw a party and ready to be done with uh, this season. But uh, yeah, we got two episodes to talk about. And we're sort of going to wrap up the season in its entirety. So we have a lot to get to. We should get set up for our attack run. This is Black and Blue Leader standing by. Millennial Falcon standing by. Green Sativa on Gulliver's Travels. (laughs) I'll be dead soon standing by. (laughs) The reverse blade standing by. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, spoon standing by. (laughs) There is no spoon. You're not dead. You only smell that way. During uh, the the preamble before we started, uh, we were talking about the the idea of uh, a reverse blade. Uh, someone who has all, none of the strengths and all the weaknesses. Starting Mars. <laughs> oh man, that would be. Has there has that ever happened, Mars and Blade? Has anyone like ever had those abilities that you're aware of? I think you call those type of humans, those type of vampires, humans. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. Do most humans explode when they hit sunlight? No, they just live a only, terrible existence. Only gingers. Right. <laughs> there you go. Redheaded humans are the anti-blade. <laughs> that sounds too cool. I think reverse blade is a little lamer. Yeah, I mean, I mean, uh, if the news has taught me anything, 90% of the human race sucks. Isn't that what vampires do? <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess most, most of the human race are uh, uh, psychic vampires like um, uh-huh. like Colin from uh, What We Do in the Shadows. <laughs> that might be one of the greatest inventions ever is the fucking psychic vampire. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, we got some batch to talk about. You got wait. You guys want to break this up? We'll talk about the final two episodes, and then we'll do a wrap-up next week. What do you say? 
Um, I'm pretty sure we can wrap this up tonight. <laughs> I, I, I can wrap it up right was, the fuck now. I was expecting one of you to throw something like hundreds of miles my way in a matter of seconds, and I had to look around and make sure there wasn't a shoe hitting me or something. An Ashtaki. Oh, God. I don't. No one needs that. I didn't. Yeah, I, 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 since the Watchtower episode, uh, I, Watchtower I wasn't that like what uh, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses read. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> You've been watching the wrong show, dude. I think you mean uh, Outpost that one. Oh yeah, Outpost, right? Yeah. Uh, You've been I've watching. Liked, so you want to date a Jehovah's Witness? <laughs> I, I've liked. All, I've liked all the. Uh, I've liked all the episodes, and I've only. I only had one outward like complaint, like one where I said it like to myself. Now I. That's fucking weird. I don't have a soul, so. Oh, that's true. But you do or have I don't, I don't have a soul, and I don't have soul. <laughs> if you ain't got soul food, you ain't got soul. Yeah, so I couldn't I couldn't back Otis Redding, or uh, <laughs> I couldn't uh, help, you know, couldn't you, care you do, about anything. You do have a soul. It's just like all moth hole eating, fucking been in the attic too Mo- long. Yes, my soul, my soul is moth moth hole. Moth moth hole. Moth moth hole or a gold. What is the moth fuck? moth hole in Andor season two? Why am I here? I, I don't um, know. I was just wondering the same thing. <clears throat> I've been saying that since you squatted out on the hospital floor and slid. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. Wow. So uh so hey placenta Bob. Is <laughs> that like silent Bob's uh that's Long that, lost brother. It never happened. That's Alberto's new name. Okay. Placenta Bob. Placenta Bob. I, I support it if you change it to Placenta Al. <laughs> <sighs> you remember falling on the floor when you were born, Alberto? Now I do. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it felt like, right? When doves cry. <laughs> This is what it sounds like <laughs> when doves cry. <laughs> Maybe you're just like Alberto, <laughs> the floor and slide. <laughs> Break the placenta bag open. You've got the afterbirths all tied up. Jesus Christ. (laughs) 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 And then when it was usually Prince doing his little squeal scream there, it's just Uh. Alberto going, yub nub. (laughs) He's he's in the fetal position in the corner, just going, yub nub, yub nub. He's just making noises like the thing in a race ahead. Wow, deep cuts eraser head. I haven't seen that fucking thing in God twenty plus. <laughs> oh man, so we should probably get talking about this. We got two episodes to discuss. No, let's just laugh and make Alberto uncomfortable for an hour. Uh, well, that's what we do every week. Yeah, we make him angry. Well, well, I guess that's true. He's uncomfortable too that. sometimes. Yep. Hey, Mars, when you were there at his birth, did you eat a part of the placenta? It's good for your hair. Oh, God. No, I didn't. Did you eat a part? 
He got a silly straw and sucked up the afterbirth. They, 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 for some reason, they stopped me from chewing on his leg. When they came in, he was just hanging from my mouth. <laughs> Oddly enough, he still does that from time to time, I hear. Is Mars actually Baba Yaga? He's fucking babies? What the fuck? And I'm not talking about John Wick either. This is the story of Baba Yaka eating the baby. Baba Yaka? <laughs> babies left and right here at the zoo. I just wait for the night when you hear Alberto's mic kick in and just hear the gunshot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I can't shoot you guys from this far away. <laughs> that's 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 a sensitive subject because I just watched the dark side of the ring about the uh, the Grams. Did you see that one yet, Mars? No. Oh, God. For some reason, they've all, like, uh, this is awful, but they've all, like, popped up on YouTube. Um, yeah, well, that's, that's how I watched them. <laughs> except, except, I, except that one, it skipped to pop the fourth one. And oh, people fuck. wonder why Vice filed for bankruptcy. Yeah, I know, right? Well, they haven't fought it yet, I guess, so. Because all, all, all their shows. Fourth one's not out yet. It said episode four, that side of the ring. I didn't watch it yet. And that's all it said. I'm only familiar with that because it's now on our Crave network up here, the place we get our HBO and Stars and Showtime and stuff through. Yeah, that's been on the banner is that Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's, it's like uh you know behind the scenes, um yeah, you know insight stories about like r- really depressing shit about wrestlers. <laughs> yeah. Feel good stuff. Feel yeah, real feel good stuff. And this one, I'll just summarize this as quickly as I can. Uh, the the Grams. It was Eddie Graham, and then his son Mike Graham. Uh, Eddie Graham was Teddy Graham. <laughs> um, Eddie Graham. <laughs> Mars Mars knows more than me, but Eddie Graham was like the fucking guy for wrestling in Florida, like yeah. and actually in the country for a while. Um, yeah, yeah. He really controlled. Like everyone respected him so much yeah. that like every other owner would call him and ask for advice on how to handle yeah he he was like the commissioner of the nwa and all that stuff for a while so anyways um but he he shot himself and you know committed suicide and then mike graham his son his son scott i think it was or sean um he committed suicide and then two same way shot himself two years later the dad mike graham committed suicide and then as they were talking about it, they said, actually, there's two others, uh, like the the generation before. So Eddie Graham's father committed suicide. Yep. And so did like his brother or something like that. So five men in four generations of this one family all committed suicide. Wow. Fucking weird. And even weirder, weirder, stranger, weirder still, like the one of the three fake Graham brothers who got took the name over the course of the years. Yep. Um, died within a few days of that show area. Yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> Jesus yeah, Christ. But he, but he was only half a gram. <laughs> <laughs> one quarter gram. <laughs> one, one quarter gram. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I feel the most bad for Mike Graham. He was if like, there was a hell, dude, we got Oh, yeah. You, yo, no, you're, you're in it. Opener. You're fucking yeah. broadcasting from her right now. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because Mike Graham was quite good, but he was just never going to. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, never going to. Like, no, if you go back and even look, like, people. He was never going to get it, never going to get it, Mars? 
people will talk about certain wrestlers and say, oh, he wouldn't have been able to go then because of his size or, or whatever. He just always looked like a like a gym teacher. <laughs> and always, you know, like what he was going to be. And he was kind yeah. of a prick, too, so. Well, Can I honestly say that out of all the fucking misguided fucking musical references that ever come up on the show and things that have gotten stuck in my head for a week, I actually thank you for that one, man. That's a good tune, man. Never gonna get it, never gonna get it, never gonna get it. Never. There was some good fucking vocal talent going on in fucking, what was the name of that band? Um, Not Expose. Uh, no, something like that, though. Yeah, it's during that time where there was like. What song we talk about? Never gonna get it never by. Never gonna get it. Oh, I like that. I have that record. Uh, they had the, uh, in, vo- in Vogue. In Vogue. I just yeah, it up. They had the Free Your Mind tune, too. Free They're the Chase of Waterfowl people. No, that's TLC. Free Your Mind and Morpheus Will Follow. <laughs> that's the second Matrix reference of the day. <laughs> it's probably not the last. Well, yeah, fucking Waterfalls was TLC, and I used to have such a crush on Left Eye back in the day. <laughs> yeah, she found that out, and then she uh, yeah. <laughs> do what she did. She With burned your house <laughs> <laughs> She ate some Teddy Grahams. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 that I bitch was her. sucking on Teddy Grahams and setting my house on fire. Motherfucker. Yeah. I, I liked her because I felt like there should have been more pirates in music. So, <laughs> me too. More 100%. pirates. Yeah. All right. Well, enough. Uh, well, actually, I was going to add one more thing. Speaking of depressing i also watched the magnum ta uh dark side of the ring mars which yeah that was that was i mean thankfully still alive but fuck it's one of it's also one of those things where for a couple of years i kind of i didn't get off the magnum ta train but i got off that thing like he would have been a big like a like a transcending star for them but like yeah um i had forgot about everything in the in the aftermath of that accident, you know, I don't, I think that they were even surprised by Oh, it, so. like Nikita Koloff stuff. And well, no, uh, that was fucking dope though at the time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. I know you liked him. Um, uh, but the, uh, Magnum TA, um, <laughs> Magnum TA, <laughs> but the, uh, like people like fucking up the hospital and stuff. Cause they were, Oh like, yeah. 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 You know, like, and just so many like, like international calls and all these like, you wrestling people are so fucking weird. Why? I, I think there's a lot of stuff I like that's more weird. I didn't mean that the wrestling's weird, but fans of wrestling are weird. I don't know. <laughs> You're the one who was talking about hot divorce earlier. <laughs> hot ganib ganabs. Hot ganib Hot ganib Get that out. That was a hard one, and I'm high. I managed to get that out. That, see, this is the skills that kick in every now and again in live performances where I amaze myself with the things my mouth will actually do when under pressure. Nobody wants to know where you're I know, I know all about that. <laughs> I yeah, you that's that's the reason you got diseases now. You can't glory, keep... glory Hole Jones. <laughs> that's the reason you've got problems now. Is you can't keep me out of your mouth. Jeez, I'm, I'm, I'm in pain. Uh, <laughs> and you decided uh, to show up for this. <laughs> Omega hurt me. Omega, yeah. hurt Omega. Me show us, show us on the Boba Fett doll where Omega hurt you. Right near the one that's named probably Alpha. <laughs> we were wrong Your all along. Both are Alpha and Omega. Uh, well, she's older, so she's not going to be. 
Omega well, minus. she Omega was the only one I think that age normally, right? Is that well, Boba, but yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh, of, uh, sorry. That would Boba, of course, too. But um, but yeah, that I mean, we'll talk about that. But but she yeah, the, the, the end hook kind of got me. I was like, really? They had already done that process with another female. Yeah. And uh, there's some theory. Er, there's a theory that I read or heard that um, that clone woman. I, I actually don't have her name in, in front of me, but um, that uh, we'll that she could be here. Pershing's mom or something like that, which I don't actually that time believe. Line up. Yeah. Plus, do we even know if clones can have children? Didn't that didn't that clone? With well, the children, the clone. Oh, yeah, uh, that's yeah. Okay, you're right about that. I think we've actually talked about this, but um, until this point, there's been no other female clones, so we wouldn't know. True, true. Males can't impregnate themselves unless they have a hitch we're unaware of. <laughs> I mean, I guess there's, it wouldn't be sterile. So, I mean, there's there's uh, there's there's not a clone that I know of between the Rexes, Cody's, the Wreckers, and they that's called like ovaries or something. <laughs> Like he's the only one that can give birth. Wait, you wouldn't want you wouldn't want to uh, pair wrecker and ovaries together. Wrecker <laughs> and ovaries together. Maybe Crosshair. Maybe he would be the best one to pair with ovaries. He he has to help record target. No, I, he, Crosshair. It's in his name. He he's, he never misses. But what if Wrecker's the only one that actually produces semen? Jesus Christ. Like a Navy? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Was he going to swab the deck? <laughs> Wrecker's what Navy. He, what if he produces Shriners instead of sailors? Like Shriners? He's a Shriner? Yeah, yeah Boba Fez. Well, he's totally up for it. He's always anxious. He's always ready to go. He's he's he's, he's rather a funky semen. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Drives on a small car doing bounties. Hey, since Mars is here. Since Mars is here, can I, can I tell a dad joke that I've been saving for his return? Oh, God. You're going to say it anyways. Why are you asking? Fuck you, Alberto. See, Alberto, slide on out of here. <laughs> oh, God. That, that's Alberto's <laughs> fuck you, I'm out sound. <laughs> I'm going to the bathroom, guys. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us. <laughs> oh, all right. So uh, these two parents are in their bedroom about to have a night, you know, and uh, the son opens the door and walks in and he sees his dad standing there and some assless chat. Well, I Google search for this. Keep on going. Yub nub. And yub his, nub. <laughs> and, his, and his mom's like all laid out on the bed with a, a cheerleader outfit and they're going to oh, town. Jesus and, Christ. And the kid yells, oh my God, dad, what are you doing? And his dad spins around and he's like, Damn it, Johnny, get out of here. Just get out of here. Don't ask any questions and go. So a little later after the parents finish up, he's walking down the hall and he hears some weird noises coming from his son's bedroom. So he opens the door and he sees his son and they're railing his grandma oh, and God. fucking and his dad, his dad goes, son, what the fuck are you doing? And the son turns around and is like, it's not so funny when it's your mom, is it? Wrecker and ovaries. <laughs> Wrecking those ovaries. 
You're welcome. Well, eggs ovaries, right? Oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> really? If I didn't, Mars would have, all right? <laughs> God, I can, I can feel our, our star slipping on fucking Apple. Stars? We don't fucking have any stars. No one leaves us any stars, so... <laughs> No right, one, no yeah. one can leave us if no one shows up. Yeah. And you wonder why. Aim low, you'll never be disappointed. One hundred percent. You say hang low. Aim low, but you can hang low too. Then you might just scrape something on the ground that you don't want to. You got some green drip on your hang low. Every. Mm. What are we even here for? <laughs> We're here to talk about Star Wars, all right? Do you guys want to do that? No. No? Okay, fine. We're done. Episode's over. Good night. Show's over. It's been a fun ride, everybody. Do you realize how happy people would be, like how much time we <laughs> saved them? Well, we're going to save some time because we're starting early tonight. Most, I mean, people out there will have no fucking idea, but we're, start, we're yeah, starting early. Yeah, think how bad if we'd start at 4 in the morning and go till 10 at night. That's still long. It's still daylight out. This is weird. I know. It is weird. (laughs) Normally, it's like if we go 10 more minutes, daylight will happen. I think I'm going to take the Alberto slip and slide trolley out of here. Bye, everybody. So, yeah, the Bad Batch had a show today, and it ended. (laughs) All right. Well, so lady. All right, let me run down the the info here. So we're going to talk about the last two episodes of Season 2, The Summit and Plan 99. The Summit was directed by Nathaniel Villanueva and written by Matt McNovitz, and Plan 99 was, was directed by Stuart Lee and written by Jennifer Corbett. And they both uh, aired on March 29th, 2023, a few months ago. And this was the close of season two. We have one more season of The Batch that is uh, forthcoming. Uh, I don't know if it'll be. It's probably going to be in 2024, I'd imagine. But um, so we go. Forthcoming. Record and overage. Jesus. (laughs) So so we'll have um, one more season. I'm sure everyone's ecstatic about that. And let me talk about, we're we're basically going to talk about these as one. Uh, There's no point in breaking them up. And uh, for voice talent, we have, of course, D. Bradley Baker, Michelle Ang as Omega. We have the great Jimmy Simpson as Dr. Royce Hemlock. We have... uh, Who who did the voice? I want to know who did the voice of that one special character that showed up in Tarkin's joint. uh, It was him. It was the person you think it is. Was it the actor? Yeah. Uh, wow. We also had Stephen Stanton as Governor Tarkin. We had um, Andy Delatore as Hurst Ramodi. We had uh, Andrew Cascino as Saul Guerrero. That was unexpected. Yeah. Elaine Yu as Lieutenant Mailer. And uh, Fee Genoa as the vo- uh, as voiced by Wanda Sykes, the great Wanda Sykes. And. Yes, we heard one line, but uh, the voice of Orson Krennic was from actor Ben Mendelsohn. I got so excited when they showed the room there and Did Krennic you? was sitting at the table. I immediately knew it was him. I was like, fuck. I yeah. didn't think they were going to have him talk. That's the thing. I was like, oh, that's definitely Krennic, but he's probably not going to say anything. Cause... <laughs> I didn't think so either. I thought Tarkin yeah. was going to keep him in his place the whole time and just give him that eye like, shut the fuck up, Krennic. Did Did you get a little, little tear run down your face uh, when he said Stardust? 
a little charge of excitement. I wouldn't say a tear, but it was just. And here's there's gonna be another. A little dribble back. came out of his. Uh... A little dribble of excitement. <laughs> yeah, a little dribble of excitement exited uh, out of his. You guys, <laughs> you guys keep my dribble out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, you don't have to what worry about that. <laughs> um, there is another. There's a. There's another Rogue One reference in this episode that when we get to the moment, I'm going to pose it to you guys. And uh, the more I've thought about it, the more it just makes perfect fucking sense. So uh, when we get there, I'll bring it up. But don't let me forget. All right, well, let me uh, run through the cast for the next episode, and that is uh, Plan 99. It's mostly a lot of the same people, but we also have Ben Diskin as the voice of AZI-3, uh, Rhea Perlman as Sid, and... That bitch. That bitch. We all fucking thought it at uh, one point yeah. in this fucking the, series. Well, well she, she said it, like, two episodes ago. You know, you boys, I know a lot about you, blah, 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 something like that. Uh, Helen Sadler is the voice of Dr. Scalder and Keisha Castle-Hughes as Emery Carr and Gwendolyn Yeo as Nala Say. And uh, that is... Isn't Emma Carr the nurse with Omega? Emery. Emery Carr. Yeah, that's that's the, the clone, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, interesting. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, but... um. You know what, Rock? Before before we do first impressions, I want you to say what you were just about to say because otherwise we'll forget. So it was a Rogue One tie-in or something you wanted to mention. Oh, well, I was going to wait till we get the point in the discussion, but I can say it now. Yeah, so might as well. The 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 reveal that caught me off guard because when I saw when 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 Hunter and Wrecker saw the detonators, my immediate thought was when Echo had told them that fucking Rex and Cody were on another mission. At that moment, I was like, oh, shit, the other mission was Rex and Cody are here to blow this fucking place up. And I was, like, getting excited. But, man, when those two troopers showed up and the helmet came off and it was Saw, I was like, oh, the fuck hell yeah it is. And Saw's fucking not going to be hip to saving nothing, <laughs> So, which was the case. He was like, no, fuck it. This place got to go. Um, so, but here's the deal. The, his female compatriot in trooper armor that never took her helmet off, I'm 95% sure that's Jen Erso because the timelines would line up and this is the time when she was working with him. Oh, and so I was okay. hoping that she would have oh, taken her helmet off yeah. when, they got, when they got to the shuttle. I was hoping there would be a reveal. The one that was kind of limping? Yeah. yeah. So that helped him once he got injured that was helping him. He okay, was limping yeah. But uh, since we already had Orson Krennic and the Stardust mention and all that stuff, like that I was expecting the helmet to come off when they got in the shuttle and you just see a glimpse of Jen Erso's face. I was hoping for that and that didn't happen, but the timelines would line up and she was during that time of her running with him during her formative years, you know, she was, he was like a father figure to her. Mm -hmm. So yeah. of course he's going to be on her hip helping her. Right. So yep. anyway, I'm 95% sure that was Jen Erso. Hmm. That's a, that's an interesting theory. I didn't even think about that. So that would be, yeah, that would be really cool if it was. I mean, it's one of those things that we, we won't know and, until, like, someone's like, oh, yeah, like, we just, you or know. maybe next season she shows up with him. Oh, true. I, yeah, I suppose that could happen. Yeah, I suppose. Suppose you're right. I was actually shocked that maybe when he brought Stardust or whatever, he didn't name drop fucking Galen. I've got Urso working on it or something like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I wonder. Let's see. So I wonder where, where her dad would have been. He would have been working on the project at this point, right? Yeah. 
So is she when he when he got taken is when she was found by Saw several weeks later in that hole, mm-hmm. and she, he essentially raised her from what she was eight eight ish when that happened. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good yeah. Okay, wait. I've seen Rogue One so many fucking times that I can dissect the shit out of that fucking movie. Okay, yeah, because at the beginning, did did they say what was it, about like eight or nine years from the beginning of when they came and took her father, versus when we see her teaming up with Cassian? It was probably like what eight, 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 nine, ten years, something like that. Well, they obviously came to get Galen shortly after the Republic fell and the Empire was involved in the project because the Death Star was already starting to be conceived before the end of the Clone Wars, if you yeah, remember it. Right. The, yeah, right. Yeah. Attack of Clones. Yeah, because so, we saw, yeah, we saw the... Um, the techno um, uh, guys. Fuck. Yeah, what the, were those the bug, the bug guys on... Uh, Geonosis. Gen- Geonosis. Yeah, Geonosians, yeah. Yep. So, um... Anyway, so yeah, that's my theory, and like oh, okay. I really looked at the numbers, and it makes sense that she would be late teens at that time, which would be the time she was fully running and knew the operation that Saul was running, and actually being one of his, you know, main people, which is explained in Rogue One that she worked for him at a high level because he raised her like his kid, and so she yeah. was raised by a psychotic fucking uh, revolutionary. Yep. So. Yeah, that's a, that's actually really. I'm glad you brought that up because I didn't even think about that. And uh, one of the videos What's that I that I watched, sort of breaking it down, didn't even suggest that. So I think that's a good one. Here's just to Mars and Alberto's theory. Eh. <laughs> I don't think they had a theory. I actually pose a good question for the first time in my existence on this show. Something we had actually discussed, and you fuckers were like, "Yeah, I've checked out months ago, dude. Fuck you." Oh, you were oh, talking? You just ignore whatever you say. <laughs> well, see, there's a there's a falsity there because you just heard what I had to say in order to respond to what I said. So, fuck you. What? <laughs> Who's this? All right, so let's do first impressions and. Uh, uh, let's go to Mars because uh, let's start with Mars because I know um, uh, you know before it gets dark and 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 he turns into a pumpkin. Uh, let's let's get his thoughts. Or he, or he turns into Spoon the anti <laughs> I um I I like these two episodes fine. Um, I do think there's a weird, almost Mad Lib like parody between the season finales so far. Um, you mean like there's just a, a similar template and they just add in like yeah this this action happens here okay gotcha like and then this crashes into the cliff or the water or the you know like into the sky like the omega thing. falls down a hole she's trapped behind a wall <laughs> she's stuck in the ceiling no that that's every other episode uh-huh. but yeah um, but you know I, I did not enjoy this I do feel like 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 I was saying a few episodes back, the beginning of the episode after the um, outpost like was really good, and uh, I liked. But that episode had kind of diminishing returns when they got to this place. But um, I liked I liked the episode right before these episodes more than these episodes. Um, but uh, 
You know, anyway, you know, I, I dug them fine. I thought they were fine. I think that they were better than ever. Hmm. Better than. Yeah. <laughs> I still don't. Do very good. All right. <laughs> Um, all right, well, let's, uh, how about Alberto? How about you? What was your first impression on these two episodes? Yeah, I mean, they were neat. Lots of fun cameos and, um, not totally surprised by, like, much of what was going on besides, like, um, certain people showing up and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, the, the Sid thing, they, they tell, you know, they telegraph that. yeah. A long time ago um but i mean like overall it was, it was good i just you know i had we had to wait this long to uh you know get here yeah <laughs> that's um, been the mantra it, it i don't know did it feel a little crammed for you guys for two episodes yeah and that's the point i was gonna make is what you're saying exactly it's like so much of the bullshit we've had to sit through all week for them to rush through something as important as a story arc for three episodes. They could have been building to this. We could have been fed more of this so that when the finale came, they could have spent much more time on the fun shit. But yeah, the um, yeah, I'm curious to see where they go with the um, uh, with that kind of like tease at the end. Mm-hmm. I don't know where they're going with it, but, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I mean, again, neat. I'm like kind of excited for season three, you know, <laughs> until we get like but they, yeah. five episodes of them going to find shit and then, uh, it not they, did that with, they did that with season one, man. They showed Mount Tantus and had us all jacked up and we only saw Mount Tantus in what the last three episodes, Mount Tantric. Tantric, yeah, exactly. but I mean, I mean, they're in the shit now, right? Like they can't, like they're not gonna take side missions while Omega is gone. You know, you're in the shit now, dog. They, <laughs> I mean, they might play him in a, you know, it might be a, a searching for Omega in a different place type show. They, they can just start by looking in every fucking hole and tunnel in the fucking galaxy. Bitch <laughs> <laughs> is probably in the ceiling. That that kid it, it fell down a fucking hole again. Yeah. They need to put that kid on a leash. All they all they have to do is just wait two weeks and all of a sudden fucking will come back she'll come back postage paid. They'll be like, This kid was in the fucking trash compactor. She almost ejected herself into space. Like Here's Bye. How do I fell off? But here's here's the thing though. Um so this is all going to lead to some sort of big crescendo with how things are left with the clones before the start of the GCW, because, I mean, that's the whole, seems to be the whole purpose of this and all this feeding of the information of, you know, the, the hard on for hate for all the clones and shit like that, that the hard, hard on guys. for hate. <laughs> <laughs> Great band. <laughs> but uh, that's your punk band. Pretty much. And it's got to be H. It's got to be H eight. Hard on for hate. <laughs> exactly. Um. But but that's that's the thing though. Is exactly what you guys you know 
it, it leaves us with these great cliffhangers that has us excited for the next season. And I would like to hope that Mars is right and the shit is going down next season and it won't be tethered together by fucking lifeless limp fucking horse shit that nobody gives a fuck about. Um, it, and Alberto distinctly pointed out the biggest problem with this is like they're going to cram everything of importance into one episode of shit and, and then give us five episodes of shit that doesn't matter that has no context to the main story plot at all like going and hunting for Indiana Jones relics and fucking you know having their ship stolen on some debris planet when they're just fucking junk collectors looking for recycling to make a buck it's fucking it's ludicrous that they would do it this way because this was a good you know when they're good and this again just to sum up what we've been saying all season is when the, the, the good episodes piss me off more because they could be doing this and this is what this was as much as i enjoyed them and i have to agree with every episode since johnny brings it up every week that <laughs> how good it looks yeah and this this two-parter look there were some great fucking camera shots in the first episode of yeah. this two-parter and uh it's a shame that it's all kind of wasted on content that doesn't matter. Like if they had this level of animation and camera stunt work they're doing during Rebels or Clone Wars, how fucking epic would that shit be if it looked like this and told us stories like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, do you want to just roll right into your? Uh... That was my first impression. Oh. I'm sorry, I just tell them you no, go. I'm, I'm done. I've said all I can say about it. All right. Um. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't have too much more to say that you guys haven't said, but the, I, I think it's, um, they just crammed a lot into this episode, into these two episodes, and it just makes me think, like, why don't we just spread this out a bit more? You know, like, I just don't, that's the thing I just don't understand, because, um, there's a lot that happens here. Like we could, we could have heard about the summit, you know, like maybe a couple episodes ago and maybe they're trying to, they're making a plan to, to do this thing, you know, and they're talking about it while other stuff is going on, you know, like there's nothing, you know, getting Intel, you know, I feel like we could have done something where they're building towards the, the final, I guess in a way it's it's kind of a heist even though they're just putting a tracking beacon on um on uh what the fuck's that dude's name again that uh scientist uh, hemlock um you know they're just basically putting a tracking beacon on his on his on his vehicle on his ship but um but in a sense I mean it's it's heist like right they're breaking in and all that so it it was a cool episode. I liked a lot about it, but yeah, it, it felt like, whoa, slow down. <laughs> like, you know, like after going at a snail's pace, now shit's just fucking flying around. Like, right. you know, and then at the end of episode 15, we have, we have tech dying. Like, and honestly, like that hit me way harder than I actually expected. And you know what to me his his death didn't ultimately didn't matter sure they they were able to get away you know because he took the the you know that second train 
uh, with him. And that kind of helped to speed them along and, and let them escape in a sense. But like, I feel like it's not like he saved them from like a big attack or I don't know. Like, oh, no, I feel like what's up? He did because the ships were coming. Well, in. Uh, well, I, I, I mean, you're right. You're right. I, I don't mean like what I, I guess. What I'm saying is, think of like Kane and Jarrus. You know, like even though it was just, um, uh, if I'm well, it's very similar to that actually. If I'm not mistaken, that was see he in in a I don't know like it. It seems like he was he was in the situation where he had no other option really. Um, you know, whereas Kanan made a decision to sacrifice himself. And, I mean, I guess you're right. I mean, in a way, it's the same thing. But he was already about to fall. You know, like, he only had one choice, really. Whereas yeah, Kanan but- made a decision to, I can try to get out of here, but you know what? I'm going to let them escape. And I know that if I sacrifice myself, they can escape, you know? But, but Echo I, I, Tech had the same thing, though, because Wrecker was there. And he was trying to get to him. It was making it unstable. But they could have had a moment where he could have got there and grabbed it quick enough. However, you know, he knew the time was of the essence before those fucking sure, sure. shit came in. So it was his decision to say, I want to save you guys. You just get the fuck out of here. Well, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm not doing a good job of explaining. The thing is, he already was, like, dangling, you know? Like, whereas Kanan wasn't in a situation where it was going to be impossible to get out of to begin with. You know what I mean? Like he was hanging and he was trying to climb up and then he fell back down and there was like literally no chance of him getting back up before that attack happened. Um, you know, before they took out the whole train. And low does it fall to his death. Does it <laughs> so to me, whether I'm explaining it well or not, to me, it, it made there was a difference there. It's he was like a sacrificial lamb. He was gonna die anyways in that in that part. So he just you know cut himself loose, and you know it allowed everyone else to to get out of there. And the other thing it did to help the team is not only did the team live and survive, but now they don't have to fucking operate with redundancy. They just have Echo, and now they're fine. <laughs> Jesus Christ! He self downsized. Oh my god! <laughs> Is that like a self high five? <laughs> like a self flagellation, self uh, self hand holding, like Mars. Mars, is it like a self high five? Because I knew you know what that is. No, all right, whatever. So uh, yeah, the self downsize, and um, I definitely didn't just turn you down because Sonata was on TV. <laughs> oh. He's pretty handsome, so it's okay. Um, he doesn't look so much like a, a fucking elf anymore, but <laughs> I know Keebler elf. Um, but I don't know. I just it it just I guess it rubbed me the wrong way. I I feel like it just wasn't as impactful as it could have been because I've we've seen them get out of situations like this. Before I think it's not as impactful because none of us have a real emotional tether to any member of this team, which is well, the problem with this I will, show. I mean, as I said, though, like I, I, I was more broken up about Tech dying than I expected to be. If anything, I actually, I actually expected Echo to be the one to go. If you know, I'm if we lost, well, I mean, technically, he's not one of the the batch, and you know, like 
if there was redundancy like we talk about, I would I would imagine that he would be the one to go. But here's what, here's what they should have done with this show. You want to know how they could have done this show properly? Is if the Bad Batch was never introduced as their own special team during the Clone Wars of you know genetically modified clones, the Bad Batch could have been the name given to this show. Should have started as Rex and Cody and Echo meeting up, and they're the ones that have to. Deal Rex with and the, the motherfuckers. Batch. Rex and the motherfuckers, and they would be called the Bad Batch because it's like the first set of clones that literally fucking took up arms against the Empire and named them the Bad Batch. And yeah. This should have been about Rex and Cody and Echo and somebody else. And that could have been a better show than this because they don't even utilize these quote-unquote enhanced powers that the Bad Batch have. It's know, never yeah, actually yeah. utilized at all. They just are who they are. And any number of clones that are just good at that job could have done that. And having Echo as a cyborg now makes him the ultimate tech guy. So well, tech- he's... Tech does do, you could, you know, do his... I mean, he does, but not not in a sense that makes them any different than what we would see a regular clone do under duress. We, we saw clones do operations as difficult as the Bad Batch handle them, and they're not genetically engineered during the Clone War show. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't have a problem with, with the team, Clone Force 99. Um, you know, I, I like the idea... Uh, it's just I feel like they don't utilize it like like you just said. I mean, they're they're in a sense almost like the X Men of S- Star Wars, and they just don't they just don't use them like that. I mean, I understand like maybe they don't want to go too far with their abilities, but they barely used them. But and that's the thing: the only one they ever do use is whenever there's a tussle. They always have Wrecker Hulk out and do his one feet of fucking strength thing. Or like Hunter. I mean, you know, like they use them to a degree, but it's it's very yeah. anticlimactic and not very. My, my interesting. point is, Which we, they, they do use Wrecker though more as a Ghost Machina in the right. sense where I was just expecting him to hold those two things together with his hands because on right. the other, he probably just would have done that. Exactly. <laughs> So my point is, is nothing, nothing, the, nothing the Bad Batch has done has ever been more exceptional than anything we saw fucking the ARC Troopers do in the Clone Wars or saw fucking the 501st do in the fucking Clone Wars. I mean, they, they, they were up against even stronger odds than the Bad Batch has ever been up against. Yeah. And fucking they've done greater things. So what I'm saying is this could have just been random clones that made up the Bad Batch, and the reason they called them is they were the first to revolt against the Empire. And that would have been a better show than this. I'm not going to necessarily disagree. I think I think that what they have here could have been executed um, better, even if they had stuck with this. Um, I mean, well, they did, I but... seldom say this, but, like, I, I feel like I might not have ever said this publicly. But I feel like I could have wrote this show in the genre that they presented it in in my sleep. Like, they just did it. It's almost like they went out of their way to not do this show about mercenaries. But to be fair, you have more life experience rolling through it asleep than the rest of us, though. Fair. But, well, I don't know. I'm sure <laughs> that they have to poke the other Uncle Dave quite often in the nursing home. Hmm. Dave, it's time to go make the Star Wars. You're going oh, to poke Uncle Dave? Yeah. Trying to make the Star Wars. 
Jesus. Makes me think about that pie Alberto showed us. Somebody get me my cane. My cowboy hat. Leave the man alone. He's considerably younger than both of us. I don't know about that. He is. He just turned, what, 47? Lies. That's lies. That's not considerably younger than me. It was his birthday just a day or two ago or coming up, one of the two. Yeah, well. Happy birthday. Thanks for thanks for Bad Batch, asshole. <laughs> Hunter, bring me my ass cane. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle. Baloney, why are you on Gulliver's Travels? <laughs> is is Baloney a, li- a Lilliputian now? Yep. Well, he's an old, an old Lilliputian. He's a lot of Putian. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. This is wait. This is still this is still my um. My first impression, one other thing that really fucking bothered me about this episode or this this story is, okay, uh, Omega was hurt. Why? Why do you go back to Sid? Why do you go back to Ord Mantel right? and AZI? Well, even if Sid wasn't there, Ord Mantel is not the best place to go hide out. Right. And she already threatened to fucking sell you out. Like, she threatened out, you know, like, in the yeah. last episode. And I'm like, come on. Like, there's got to be some other fucking, like, medical yeah. droid or person that can help in the fucking galaxy. And what about fucking, what about fucking uh, Wrecker's full-on court-ready fucking neck brace? That <laughs> was pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I believe like it. it. I, I, hey, if 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 I was a juror and I saw that, I'd I'd, I'd have some sympathy for him. I thought he looked like a um, a uh, a Mobius character from like High Boiled or something. <laughs> he looked like um, uh, High Boiled was Miller. Shit, what was that? Uh, juggernaut. He looked like Juggernaut without the helmet. Oh, the Juggernaut, yeah. bitch. Yeah, I'm the it Juggernaut. Sounds like Wrecker, actually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's wrong with you, Wrecker? I'm the Juggernaut. Bitch, <laughs> fucking! Uh, you know what he looked like? He looked like an inverted carpenter's pencil, one of those big wide pencils. Am I the only one that doesn't think uh, Tech is necessarily dead? Um, I mean, there's the possibility, possibility. Yeah. I mean, he did have his goggles, so there's a good chance they found him, captured him. They're capturing clones. I mean, you, 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 you. Star Wars and Marvel. I will stand by if you don't see the body. Yeah, I agree. Uh, hold on. I'm the juggernaut, bitch! <laughs> <laughs> so bad, that fucking movie. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch! So, yeah, that was the other thing that bothered me, was, like, going to Ord Mantel, when they just when they said that, I'm like, oh, well, here we go. It, I mean, I understand it's, it's, it's essentially a kid's show. We've talked about this. And, um... Yeah. But it was so obvious that, you know, what happened was, you know, was going to happen that it just was like, come on, you know, and yeah, I don't know that even if it is yeah. for kids, you can, you can like, maybe they go somewhere else and maybe they call Sid because they don't know who else to call. And they're like, Sid, we need a, you know, we need a, uh, a medic or something like that quick who are you gonna call clone busters (laughs) (laughs) 
They could have called cannibal think- cannibal busters for uh, Omega. Did you hear about the cannibal crickets? Uh, no. There are uh, a you might they already might be moving out your way, Wolfie. They're they're like a cricket that eat each other, <laughs> but then when they run out of crickets, they like eat other things, and they're normally not a big deal. But we're getting like last year cicada, like nineteen eighty seven gypsy moth amounts of them coming. Well, it'd be nothing compared to fucking Brood X with the cicadas we got down here a couple of years ago. It was like literally falling on your head. You couldn't you couldn't walk on the sidewalk without stepping on one. Like it was wow. insane. Like it was pestilence, man. It, I essentially, yeah. And they they were like we had them like flying up onto. We live on the third floor and uh, on our balcony and like up onto the sliding glass door, and they were like screaming. Like, like it was, it was so fucking weird. It, it was like for like the week that was really bad. It was like a uh, night of the living dead, like fucking zombies, like trying to get in the, the bad like batch a, hundreds of a, them is nuts. A Sid Kate apocalypse. Sid Kate. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean that, that kind of bothered me. Like it, it was so, um, it was just so telegraphed. And I don't know, like, I feel, what's up? I said the only person I feel bad for in this episode is I feel bad for Wanda Sykes, man. (laughs) Who's totally trying to explain to Tech. She's trying to hook up a Tech. Whoa, whoa, what? How do you know uh, Tech has one? I would assume if there's anatomically correct as a Kindle, might be a thing. But to my knowledge, fucking, we got junk. Maybe um, he fell from that tram and the wind blew him uh, and he flew through the galaxy and flew into uh, Wanda Sykes' vagina. (laughs) That's possible. I thought you were going to do the um, Ricky Schroeder's mom's. That mom's vagina? Yeah, that reference. But there's already old Jason. No room for him. There's old Jason up there. Man. So, anyways, um, <laughs> Sykes would be the first one to stand up and admit to her gra- vagina. That sounds like a Wanda Sykes fucking. He's like, Are you talking about Regina, Canada? You ever have you ever been there? No. Nobody's got. I've never five. been to Canada. Yeah, Regina only only has two seasons. Really wet. Winter in a, in Inferno. Okay, um, I think I think I think Rocky uh, might have sent all those fucking cannibal uh, grasshoppers or cri- or what were they grasshoppers or crickets? Crickets. The I think he sent them all here in that fucking uh, um, with all the smoke. Sent them Rocky up into the fucking sent- smoke and they they came all the way down here. Rocky set my favorite spec script I ever uh, came up with: can- Cannibal Run. Well, well. the shit out of that. <clears throat> Um, yeah, man, me and my cloning physician, you Dr. Clo- uh, cloned, cloning, you had cloned cannibal crickets. Yep. Dr. Uh, um, Dr. Pershing are over here doing up some shit. <laughs> Instead of a math, a clone lab. 
Can I be the can I be the customer or whatever is the client? The client. I want to Man see the, I want to see the baby. <laughs> and it's like a baby's head on it. <laughs> I ever tell you about the time I shit my pants ago in my own mother's vagina? <laughs> he sounds like that? Oh, <laughs> it was a Tom no, Waits. Hey, <laughs> when I shit you tonight. <laughs> All right. Well, that's. Uh, I think I fought, I fought it so hard it blew me fucking labia. I just fired like a cannonball. All right. Well, I think I think that's all I wanted. I think that's all I was gonna say. My first impression. That was the longest first impression ever, um, and it wasn't my fault. It's not my fault. Aaron Anderson looks like Aaron Zola. <laughs> no. I'm liking the fact that Mars is back, that Alberto is back to fuck. To fucking off? It's like a dick. Bad baby. I think I'm bad baby. <laughs> That's his tagline every time he. Mars is a bad baby. <laughs> bad baby. Nope. Uh, you know that uh, my tagline is. What happened? Hey, what happened? Well, hey, what happened? And then, you know, every single time something happened and that stopped, you know, what happened? Freeze frame. What happened? What? A, did you just what the fuck? Did you just have a stroke mid, <laughs> mid-sense? I did. <laughs> okay, that's not just me. You... <laughs> Billy, like Billy Squire. <laughs> You sound like you were in slow motion all of a sudden. Whoa. I'm scared anyway because I don't know if anybody else is watching wrestling, but they just flashed a big no up on the screen. And I'm like, what's happening? I think I'm having a stroke. No. Bad baby. Bad baby. All right. Those are the first impressions. So let's uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into this episode. And uh, I don't know what else we're talking about. <laughs> I feel like we just covered it all. <laughs> all right, what else do you guys want to mention? Is there anything else about this? Did anyone else not see Sid fucking turning on him? No. no. Pretty fucking obvious. What should he think to do? She said she was gonna. I know. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, it was so telegraphed. You know, like, yeah. Like, what I'm saying is still surprise. shitty when she did it. Bad baby. Yeah, surprise, surprise. Bad Sid. <laughs> wow, we have literally nothing to say about this episode. Nothing. Um, what about the... Let's talk about the summit. That was kind of cool. Right with all the fucking Imperials uh, meeting, we had uh, Tarkin, and um, we had Hemlock, and uh, what the fuck, Krennic. It was cool, and even though this was kind of cooler, people like, I feel like, like, the neatness was a little lessened by that we already saw a fucking clandestine evil guy council in the Mandalorian. Yeah, the Shadow Council. Yep. This, I mean, and this is sort of like the beginning of the Empire, you know, so it's interesting to see how they're still sort of building up and doing their thing. 
so I did enjoy, I did enjoy that. I mean, I like that. And, and also the, um, the planet is, um, I actually forget the name of it now, but the planet is, um, Tarkin's home planet. Yeah. And you know what? It was weird hearing that. Iriadu or something like that. I think. Sounds familiar. Yeah, I'll I'll look it up. I think that's uh yeah, Ariadu is the name of his planet. So it was cool to actually see that in in action, like see it. I think it's cuz I'm I'm pretty sure it's the first time we've ever seen this planet um in live action or animated. So it was really it was good to see that and we saw like that big tower, you know, that 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 they had the base on. Um and the trams were kind of interesting. I mean, definitely reminded me of Solo, right, with that heist. Real fast, because I blanked out there, right, as you guys brought it. Did you say you blacked you. out? Yeah. It's probably get that to... looked at. Look at it. <laughs> what the fuck? I'll, I'll even... Is everyone having a stroke tonight? What the fuck is going on? Basically. Anyway, as I was... <laughs> what are you saying? <clears throat> what do you mean? I told you my, my inner... <laughs> my inner... You keep cutting out. Is it? Yeah. Back in a couple minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's, he's, he's totally Billy Squire now. Uh, stroking, stroking. <laughs> oh, <boy>. <laughs> stroking, stroking. <laughs> the fuck! This is the worst. Fucking be right there. He sounded like um, barbecue in the uh, parody GI Joe episode. It's going <laughs> Everybody's gone except for I'm gone. Everyone's gone except for I'm gone. Yeah, I'm gone. <laughs> oh God. Nobody wants to talk about this fucking shit. Nobody wants to talk about the Bad Batch. I'm, I'm mad. First of all, I'm not going to say any names, but if you go back to our live episode, somebody played a really mean trick on us. Uh, what? And said that this show turned good after the Watchtower episode. The uh, but that wasn't an episode. It was it was Outpost. I'll post. I mean, yeah, that one. So, Jehovah Witnesses uh, like our show because mm-hmm. of the because of Watchtower. Yeah. How do you know it's Jehovah Witnesses and not Jimi Hendrix's like Ghost or whoever wrote that song? Mm. All on the Watchtower. Um. How do you know? Do we not know? Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. I'm in such pain. <laughs> All right. Um, so some of the other stuff, I mean, we had um, 
I did think, oh, we actually got one kind of funny joke in this, which, you know, is kind of good to have a little bit of levity, but when they're going to um, get on the, uh, the Sky Tram or whatever it's called, and then they all look back at Wrecker, um, I thought that was a little little fun, um, you know, because he's afraid of heights and he always fucks up, but why don't they have that kind of like self-awareness when it comes to Omega? <laughs> like, oh, you're not going to get lost again this time, are you? Everyone looks at her, you know. But um, I did think the train stuff was kind of cool with them all jumping on to the train using their um, sort of grappling guns. Um, so I dug that, and I dug the infiltration into the uh, Imperial facility and also the Saw Gerrera stuff, which we've already sort of touched on a little bit. I I, I thought that stuff was pretty awesome. Um. And it was good to see Saw, and it was interesting to have someone else on a mission there, and to show his his drive and his sort of like don't give a fuck attitude about achieving his his goals, even if they go against what would be good for what would be the rebellion or something, you know, like those who are against the Empire because. Yes, maybe it would have been good if they were could have tracked Hemlock's ship and did all that, but you know, saw it, saw it didn't give a fuck. He just did what he had to do. What he, he, you know, had his played out his mission. So I thought that that was actually kind of a a nice a nice little storytelling thing and in a way to show Saw just don't give a fuck. It's also a nice callback to the was the first episode he was in, right? Yeah, yeah, true. Because they didn't help him, right? Or something like that. Like, yeah. Oh no, they were supposed to kill him. Wasn't that what it was? Was the batch sent there to kill him or something? I can't remember. I just remember. It was I think. <laughs> I think that was it. I think the batch were sent there, and then they were like, "Oh, well, like they're against the empire too, or something like that." And they decided to let them live, if if I remember correctly. Actually, you know what I can do is I can look back. That was in season one, right? Yes. Uh, okay, so let's see here. I was trying to see. Um, man, all these fucking... It wasn't Fennec Shand. Uh, it was like one of the first episodes, I think. I thought it was yeah, the very It first. was actually, yeah, the very first one. Okay, so it says... um. Here, uh, Admiral Tarkin arrives to evaluate the clone's viability and sends the Bad Batch to eliminate a group of... Okay, yeah. So he sent... It was Tarkin who sent the Batch to eliminate a group of insurgents on Onderon. And when they discovered that the insurgents are harmless refugees under Saw Gerrera who refuse to submit to the new Empire, Hunter has his men abandon mission and return for Omega. They're arrested for treason, and Tarkin has Crosshair's inhibitor chip enhanced, turning him against the squad mates and forcing the Batch and Omega to flee without him. So, yeah, absolutely. Like, that was a, a big turning point, and it was interesting to be able to bring Saw back and sort of reiterate that point. And, you know, clearly if they had taken out Saw, they would have probably been on the Empire side to begin with. But, um... You know, but the fact that that they didn't kill him, you know, and, and, and then ended up 
you know, leaving the empire altogether uh, was really kind of an interesting wrinkle. And, and it was all, you know, just Tarkin that sent them there too. So, you know, it just all comes full circle, I guess, where they were in Tarkin's base and they met up again there. It's all Sagrera's fault. <laughs> uh, just like Canada, we should blame Saw. I blame Rocky for Canada. Yeah. It was it was a nice innocent place until until he moved there. <laughs> until he showed up. <laughs> the the British are glad that they're no longer uh attached to uh Canada now cuz they wouldn't want him him sullying their fucking name too. <laughs> was that him that came back or Mars that left? I don't even know. I think Mars left. I don't know. Who knows? The fuck! <laughs> it's just, oh, it's just you and I, Alberto. Yeah. <laughs> and now we can just fucking end the episode then. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>, no. <laughs> what the fuck? These fucking guys, man. Um. So yeah, that that is interesting though. Like, because we haven't seen Saw since then in the batch, and I'm not quite sure what the time difference is between the first episode and the one we just watched but I'm guessing it was I don't know probably a pr- at least a year maybe maybe a little bit more so um, yeah at least yeah so it's interesting to see because it was Admiral Tarkin and now if I'm not mistaken he was Governor Tarkin yep so you know it, it's I like that they, when they show characters like that and they show them sort of advancing through the ranks and um, you don't even really have to show much about them. You get that, you know, the context that, oh, clearly he's moving up the ranks and, you know, he gets, keeps uh, getting called some something different. So, oh, and Rocky said, my computer forced an update. Be back in a second. <laughs> Yeah, sure. A Windows update, uh, that's not going to be a sec. It'll be like 20 minutes if you're lucky. I um, Speaking of Windows updates, I, I installed uh, I installed uh, some new RAM on my machine. Some dude at work was selling it like super cheap, like 20 bucks for like 16 gigs. And I wanted to, I've been wanting to upgrade RAM for a while because I only had 16 on this. So now I have 32. But um, anyways, I just installed the new RAM right before the show, and then like compute, and then I also had to do a Windows update like before I installed the RAM. And then when I turned my computer back on, within ten minutes, I blue screened, and I was like, "Fuck, is it the memory?" Um, because it was a memory related thing. Um, so now I'm paranoid. <laughs> now, so hearing updates, I'm like, "No." <laughs> uh, thankfully, I haven't blue screened again since. Knock on wood, or. This fucking particle board, knock on particle board here. Um, and now I'm just talking to myself, so it's cool. <laughs> Someone else showed up. I know who who showed up. Is that Rocky? Is that Mars? Is that fucking God? Is that Wrecker? It's Rocky, but his internet, uh, when it kicks back on, sometimes it takes a few minutes to fully fully get there yeah, the 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 canadian moose that uh <laughs> powers their internet needs to <laughs> needed start a break. the treadmill yeah needed a break 
that's where all the all the fucking fires they were uh uh they were trying to stoke the uh the flames of the internet all right well we'll just try to keep going i guess um <laughs> I think it's you're like trying to talk to like a ghost that's like phasing, <laughs> phasing it, out. it out. Yeah. Is it still doing that? You sounded a good just bit. then, but usually when you come back after your internet hiccups, it it sometimes takes like a few minutes before it's fully stable. But you sounded fine the last thing you said. So. Okay. Well- <laughs> It was my computer. It was your computer? Uh, oh, God. It did it again. <laughs> All right. Well, you, sh- exactly. On your head. you shut up for a few minutes and then wait. <laughs> Usually, we'll stabilize in like a minute or two. Um, so, okay. Well, let's. One other big thing, I guess, is this Emery Carr thing. So, Emery Carr is um, the clone. Sister, uh, a sister, and I—I I felt like they. Uh, it, it seemed like they were playing it off, like Darth Vader telling Luke that, like <sighs> you know, you know, I'm 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 your father, you know, because it was like I'm your sister, and then it like ended. I'm like, it's not really that bit. I don't know. Like, sure, like we thought that Omega was the only um the only woman uh, that you know from from the clones but i don't know like it, it's like okay yeah that's cool but i just I, it didn't seem like as big of a surprise as they were trying to make it seem you know yeah i mean like it's intriguing but it's not yeah it's not like mind blowing it's not like end end the season on it you know, like, like cliff. It's not a cliffhanger. It's just, yeah, it'll get people talking and thinking about it and about like, what does that mean? But it's not like, honestly, I feel like a better cliffhanger would have been like tech falling. You know? Yeah. Sure. Maybe that's maybe that's a lot of, um, y- you know, maybe it's too cliffhangery for season end. But like, I feel like having like sort of a, an empire strikes back ending with uh, you know with um him f- f- falling and then they go off you know they go off and they kind of lick their wounds and then that's kind of the end you know sort of like luke on the fucking frigate you know with his new hand and shit um deck would have lived he would have got up with wanda snake and licked that wound Ooh, brown eyes. <laughs> brown eye, you want to taste my brown eye? Oh, uh, now you sound fine. Yeah, it was. Uh, I bounced over to my 5G connection. It seems to be operating at a better quick night. Oh, shit. You get that 5G shit? You get that 5G hookup? Yeah, baby. That went wrong with my head. <laughs> uh, apparently, that's going to fucking. Uh, the government's listening to you with uh, 5G. Well, it's the only way that I can uh, I can contact the uh, other flat side of the earth. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we were we were we were talking about this fucking clone, this other clone, uh, Emery Carr. Do you have any thoughts or 
do you feel like they were trying to have like a super cliffhanger that was going to have people talking all season? Like, do you have any thoughts about that rock? Uh, it may have been in part, I think the bigger cliffhanger of it all is, you know, like Mars said, by the way, where did that fuckhead go? He says iPad, your, your fucking computer updated and his iPad rebooted the fuck happened within like two minutes of each other. We're connected, man. Yeah. I think you guys are in cahoots. It, we, it, it's the, the, the Earth's trying to reset itself because you never see us both in the same place at once. The flat Earth, you mean? <laughs> the flat Earth. <laughs> <laughs> on the other side of this great pancake we live on. Um, mm, but, uh, I think that it's part that, but I personally feel the bigger cliffhanger is like, okay, you know, and if they did a season like this, this is what it would have to be. I think the bigger situation is, A, they don't even know where they went. So, like, there's going to be a good amount of search time before they can even get there. And, obviously, time is going to be of the essence because we don't know what sort of testing they're doing, really. We don't know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, we do the rest of them in that room. We can, so. ass- we can assume or we know that Omega is going to live. But Do we, though? Of course. They're not going to kill I mean, the kid. Have I, any kids ever died in Star Wars? Yeah, Anakin fucked up a whole room full. Uh, well, a major character, I should say. That's, I that's get fair. to reevaluate the fact whether well, they killed fair. kids or not. <laughs> For fuck's sake, man. But, I mean, there's no known history of there being any contact between... <laughs> I feel like someone's fucking with me. Yep. Unbelievable. Well, I don't know if you can hear us, Rock, but you just fucking just completely dropped out again. Couldn't hear anything. I didn't want your take on that anyway, son of a bitch. All right, well, I don't know. Maybe I should play some voice (laughs) messages. And then we'll see if everyone gets... Gets back again if the show would. Up- <laughs> <laughs> this is too fucking funny. You say something. You say like two words, super clear, and then it completely cuts out. Does it really? <laughs> it it just did a few a few seconds ago. You're like, you said something, and then it just completely cut right out. Yeah, well, I apologize. There's not much I can do about it. So, um, it sounds better I- now for now. I mean, the computer did just do an update and restart, so it might still be doing stuff in the background I'm not noticing doing, so that could be part of the problem. Because uh, my wife doesn't have any issues with internet on any of her stuff at the moment, so it might just be the computer still adjusting from the update. Yeah, could be. Maybe, uh, do, you, do your program still opening, or is everything open already? Uh, when I walked away, I think Steam was attempting to open, <laughs> but that usually happens pretty quick, so I imagine it's done by now. Let me go look at the screen. But... All right, well, um, so we do have some voice messages. And... Things might be some internal processes. There's <laughs> probably some internal processes going on in, 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 with you and probably with Mars. He's probably fucking doing some processes on the toilet right now. He's getting rid of some redundancies. <laughs> he's uh 
He's dropping the redundancies. He's doing a self downsize. <laughs> all right. Well, fuck all y'all. I'm just going to fucking play voice messages because I don't want to talk to myself. So um, let's hear from Darth motherfucking Corny. Hey, guys, I really loved the last two episodes of season two of The Bad Batch. I hate that we had so many filler episodes this season. And really, I kind of think we could have had a shorter season with better episodes if they kind of cut some of the mess out. Um, because some of those episodes didn't really go anywhere. You know, I, I don't know. But um, I have a couple things that I really liked about this. It was real um, <laughs> neat seeing um, see it, stab them in the back, you know, pretty much tell Empire on them. Um, I was real saddened by Tech's death in this, but um, like Rocket says, um, you already have Echo, so, you know, they, he's kind of a, pointless character in a way. Um, but it was it's still kind of sad him dying. Um, one of the things I did, um, what I was thinking about, I talked to Rockley a little bit, um, a few minutes ago. Right now I'm wondering if Omega is actually a clone of Django Fett. I wonder if it was another donor for her. Um, after we, it's revealed that, um, so he's a younger version of those uh, female techs at that um, facility. Uh, you all have a good one. Uh, Darth Corny out. Oh, yeah, and Rocky, go fuck yourself. And live long and prosper, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> that fucker. So well, I just want to make sure I understand. He said... Omega was a clone of Django? No, he said wasn't a clone of Django. Oh, Omega. wasn't. Okay, because I was like, wait. <laughs> okay. Uh, I don't know. That accent kind of gives it away, but... Yeah. I mean, the weird thing about accents, though, is like... Uh, you know, uh, some of the clones have accents. Some of them don't. Most don't, but there's others that, you know... Like a uh, fucking oh, what's that one? The crazy one. He's got that like high pitched. Oh, um, fuck! What's his name? He was he uh, was in Gregor. Uh, Gregor yeah, Gregor. like Gregor has kind of a weird voice, and but I mean for the most part they sound the same. And old so, ninety nine. Yeah, so it's weird that Omega has an accent. Uh, you know, like a New Zealand accent, whereas just the the men don't. So I don't really know what to make of that, but. Well, I mean, to be fair, I mean, if cloning to that level was a reality, I'm sure during the during the early points of cloning, cloning discovery, when you're, you know, working with the material in augmenting things to be able to just augment the chromosome enough to create a female or male version seems like a very early, easy manipulation within the process. You would think, you would think so, but I mean, apparently they did make some other uh, women because we have um, Emery Carr. But the thing I'm I'm a little uncertain is like how many, like how many um, women were made. Um, well, if there were and, more, we would have seen more. I think. Yeah, point. yeah. That's that's what I'm that's what I'm thinking too. 
So, you know, there's a potential. Here's a thought to just run past you from a scientific point of view on it. Um, uh, maybe they had to generate a female version of it because there's something within the uh, ovaries or something of a female that are necessary for the cloning process. So for them to even make a clone, there has to at least be an egg, you know, so maybe they did create them and we never see them because they're just, you know, they're farming eggs. That egg, could be a reasoning for why we never saw them. Egg farmers. <laughs> well, you can't make an omelet if you... <laughs> but, I mean, that's at least a theory. Maybe that's why we've never seen them. So, I don't know. I mean, it's, hopefully... No, it's because girls can't fight, so they didn't make any girls. Yeah, my sister kicked my fucking ass, dude. <laughs> any day of the week. I think I'm it says more about you. What are you trying to say, bitch? No. I tell you what, why don't you come on up to Canada, fuck around, and find out? <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right, man. I'll you see how long you can you get to scare me play. off with some smoke? Oh, yeah, man. That's exactly what's going to happen. I'm going to blind you like sand to the eyes. I'm going to pull a bong hit in your face and then knock <laughs> you the fuck out. You got knocked the fuck out. I get bit. Why don't they make a fucking character in Street Fighter or like some fighting game like that and just blows fucking pot smoke in your face? Dude. <laughs> Distracts you. Dude. That could be in the Masters of Terrorist Sky too. Who's doing that? Who's who's blowing who's blowing smoke? Is it the Death Sticks kid? <laughs> Jay Muse shows up like a like a Star Wars version of fucking the Chronic and fucking uh you know, just does his whole Star Wars thing. What uh, we're gonna see fart knocker in uh, in, in the masses of Tereskasi? No one, no one. Fart knocker. Uh, Anyone? What? What? Fucking Mark Hamill's character. Oh, wasn't that cock knocker? Oh yeah, I think you're right. Actually, <laughs> I said fart knocker. <laughs> I was looking to beef some butthead. Uh, yeah. So there you go, Cockknocker. He's going to be in the fighting game. And his special attack is to... Yeah. It's kind of like uh, Sub-Zero and you're like slipping on it. I fucking hate this show. Hawk. <laughs> Where the fuck did Rocky go? Mar Mars, how long does it take to update your fucking iPad? The uh, fuck? Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, he's 80 years old. Do you really think well, he can true. figure that out on his own? Well, I guess, I mean, if he hasn't updated his iPad in three years, maybe. Discord fucking up on me that time. Sure. <laughs> Drop out. You call those dropouts? All right, well, let's check in on the next voice message then, I guess. And uh, let's check in with Double D. Hey, guys, what's going on? It's your boy Double D. Hopefully everyone's doing well this evening. I know I haven't left a message in a while. I was actually waiting until the season ended, uh, until I saw all the episodes uh, before formulating my final opinion on the season. And uh, it's probably... 
this show is not my favorite Star Wars show, but once again, I think we're in a unique period now where we're spoiled by Star Wars riches. So, you know, uh, I don't want to be too, uh, have too many complaints because I do like the show, you know, in, in general. It's just not my favorite. And this season kind of proved why. It's a very uneven show. I mean, there were moments of greatness. The best episodes were clearly the ones with, uh, uh, with Crosshair and his character development. And it had really uh, great moments of, uh, uh, of storytelling when he was on. And actually when the members of the, cat, of the Bad Batch weren't on there either, you know. So it, the animation also was phenomenal. I think it was the best I've ever seen it for any Star Wars show. And I know it may sound like I'm full of complaints, but the truth is that I, you know, I bring up these issues because there's, there's a lot to love in this show. I mean, when it's in stride, it's, it's full of fun and pathos and it's, Seems wild and meaningful at once, but it's just in, I guess, in streaks that it happened. So, uh, anyway, I want to hear your thoughts about the season finale, Double D out. All right, Double D, uh, always good to hear from you. And, uh, yeah, I mean, no, no, no reason to call in every single week if you sort of feel the same way that we feel. And, uh, you know, I think you summarized it well. There's, there's some moments of, of greatness and, and then there's, uh, you know, the, the other episodes. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and the animation is absolutely top-notch. Looks great. Um, it's a shame. We actually, I mean, something I hadn't even thought of, but this might be the last time we see this animation style in the last season. I Maybe maybe not. No, they'll do another show. In this, in this style? Because all the other shows have been different different styles. I think they will. Like even Rebels was a different style, you know, art style. Well, Rebels, Clone Wars, and this one, they're similar. They've just had advancements in it. But I guess what I'm saying is Rebels had a different art style, though. Like the character models were were different. You know, Resistance was different. Um, Well, Resistance is way different. But, I mean, the the structure, (sighs) I don't know. I consider Clone Wars, Rebels, and this to be of the same ilk. Uh I mean, I, I, I kind of disagree because Clone Wars had a, an art style and this is carried through with that, whereas Rebels had a different art style. So I'm, I'm, just, I'm just talking strictly about the art style. Um, so, you know, it's not really going to be like a, a huge loss, but it's just one of those things where, you know, I think it'll be a little, a little sad I- that we might not see, see it anymore. But if we get a good show, like let's say let's say after Mando runs its course, they do an animated show that sort of shows the birth of the First Order or something, just for argument's sake, that uses this 3D animation style. Um, the advancements they've made in it, if the writing was better, you know, this is just from the Clone Wars to Rebels to what this is now, it's gorgeous to look at. And if they had a really strong story like Rebels or something carrying it, this show would be so epically fucking awesome. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see, but yeah, we might just have the one more, uh, one more season of this, uh, Clone Wars art style. So, um, and even Tales from the Jedi has a bit of a different style from, from the others as well. So yeah. And Tales of the Jedi is that 3d animation as well. I consider that the same ilk. It's a different, 
it's a different take on it, but it's still working. I feel like in the same sandbox. Yeah, I mean, they're made the same way. I guess. I guess I'm just referring to, and when I say art style, I mean like, you know, if we're if we're talking, uh, I don't know, let's its, its own unique style. Like, like, like for instance, like, um, Todd McFarlane versus like fucking uh, what's that dude's name uh, with all the pockets and pouches, um. Rob Liefeld, you know, like they, <laughs> well, <laughs> Liefeld, uh, some of his art isn't as good as, as, as other stuff, but, you know, looking at their styles, they're very different. You look at them. Yes. It's, it's sequential, um, comic book art, but you can see one oh, yeah. looks different from the other. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like it's the same yeah. medium, but it's a different s- art style. You know, so everybody's taking their little creative change on on the similar look like they all still look reminiscent of each other but everybody's done something different with it like vader and rebels was given that yeah very he mcquarrie yeah well rebels was very mcquarrie it like, was that was yeah very mcquarrie that's a like, good fucking title <laughs> very mcquarrie <laughs> but like, uh like even if you look at um ahsoka from clone wars and rebels she looks different you know yeah but i mean but still a uh, similar enough where well, it feels yeah. the same. Yeah, it I looks mean, slightly different, but yes. Yeah, it's just you know, I'm, not sh- I'm just talking about the different art style. Uh, it's obviously no, the same character and has the same. No, I know what you're saying. Each yeah. show has its own unique sort of take look. on the 3D animation. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. got its own unique look. Yes, yeah. that, I see what you're saying there, but yeah, I consider them all to be of that same ilk of show because of the 3D animation and the storytelling. Um, up till now, that is. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, Resistance wasn't like that. That's a different animal altogether. And Jedi is in this same ilk to me as well. Um, like I can watch, I can watch Tales of the Jedi, Clone Wars, Rebels, and Bad Batch, all in line with each other, and feel like it's still similarly storytelling the same characters from the same point of view. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Well, let's see. We have um, one more voice message, and this is from Joshua Libre. Let's see what he has to say. Yo, what up, Force and Sensitive? Uh, so, the Bad Batch season two. Um, I really liked the uh, the Crosshair episodes. They were really good, uh, well written, um, really interesting. Um, you know, compelling everything. The whole thing. Those were really great. Besides those episodes. I thought the season was um, a whole, I don't know, like a whole lot of nothing. It, it To me, it, I thought this season they would take more chances than the first season, but it was just kind of the same old running in a circle kind of thing. You know, it, it kind of, this show reminds me of kind of like a, you know, this is kind of like a stupid analogy, but it's kind of like a football team that runs the ball on every single play for like zero yardage. And then they just punt the ball, you know, um, they're super <laughs> yeah. conservative. They yeah. don't take any chances. They don't, there's no, uh, no trick plays, no flea flickers, you know, uh, no, even the Hail Marys don't feel like Hail Marys, you know? Um, I don't know. I just feel like the show doesn't really do anything, uh, anything big. And maybe that's just what, you know, that's just not their style. They're trying to keep it more of a low key kind of, star wars like story you know stories that they're trying to tell um 
you know, but uh, yeah, I just felt like, man, it was just like, I'm just watching this and I don't know. I feel like they're going in circles. Um, but at this point I'm in too deep. I got to see season three. I'm just waiting to see the bad batch sacrifice themselves. You know, <laughs> um, we're, we're kind of getting there with this, you know, with this season two, you know, um, uh, but I just want to, at this point, man, I just want to see them sacrifice themselves. You know, I like the characters of, I don't want Echo to sacrifice himself. I like him. I like Echo, Crosshair, but Crosshair, I feel like, you know, he's got to, at some point he's got to go. Uh, I like Omega. I like her character, but they really don't know what the hell to do with her. Sometimes I feel I'm like, man, <laughs> I, I know she's, she's a kid, but kids aren't all that. I don't know. They're, they're. I don't know. They don't get enough credit for what they're capable of doing sometimes. And they can really push this character into to make her do something, I don't know, a little bit better than what she's done so far. But um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on season two. Um, I wanted to ask you guys about the the, you know, the tentative uh, release schedule for the theatrical Star Wars movies that are supposed to come out um i know these things aren't set in stone they kind of get shifted all the time but as of now i guess they have two star wars movies two theatrical star wars movies being released in 2026 do you guys think that's a good idea or do you think do you prefer to have a little bit more time spaced out between them um for me, I'm a Star Wars fan, so I'll, I'll, you know, it's not a problem for me. Like I'll, I'll watch everything that comes out, you know, no matter how. But I, th- I feel like for casual um, moviegoers, people that are not hardcore Star Wars fans, I don't know. I feel like it's better um, if they space these movies out. You know, at least at the very minimum a year. I would, if it was up to me, I would do it two years. You know. Um, uh, cause I don't know. I feel like it's too much, um, too soon. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my question for, for the week. Uh, do you guys think it's a good idea? Um, uh, two Star Wars movies in one year, not for us, Star Wars, hardcore Star Wars fans, but for, in terms of getting people to go see it, uh, you know, in, in large amounts of, 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 movie going audiences, you know? Um, but yeah, that's my question. <laughs> uh, thank you guys for the time. Have a great show and talk to you later. Bye. All right, Joshua Libre. Great to hear from you, man. And, um, what we took away from that is you're right. Joshua Libre, the bad batch is the Detroit lions of fucking star Wars. Show. <laughs> <laughs> the Detroit lions of star Wars. Um, it's funny. Like he went with something he mentioned, uh, he was talking about like, uh, you know, Crosshair and Echo, like part of me hopes like the good of this, like maybe we could have a spinoff from the Bad Batch and call it the Good Batch <laughs> and have it be like the best parts. All the things they didn't write for the Bad Batch? Well, there would be Crosshair and Echo and Rex and, you know, right the the characters that we actually care about. <laughs> but um, so Josh's question... He was asking, do we feel like, you know, they announced there's going to be two Star Wars movies in 2026, one, I think, in May, if I recall correctly, and the other in December. 
Um, honestly, I, I, I think it's a bad move if, if they have cold feet after the whole fucking solo thing, right? Like that's sort of what made them, made them pivot to doing, you know, to, to pivoting away from the films was because how solo did theatrically after, um, but that was backlash from last Jedi though. Well, yeah, but, but they came out so close together. That was a three yeah. months, I think. Yeah, uh, it, I, was like, I, it was like six, but five or six. Yeah, but I agree that space them out for the films, especially especially since you haven't done a film. They haven't made a film since they got the majority of the fan base back on board with Mando. They they haven't done one since then, and so to over and we are there is the chance of Star Wars fatigue among people who are not diehards like we are who are going to watch the shit. There are some people. I mean, it's like with the Marvel thing, you know, the fatigue of that, or any genre where this just been dominant and out in your face at every turn. You know, there's the potential to you know wear people out and they're not going to go pay an exorbitant theater price to see it, especially when the best stuff so far has been on the streaming that you can do from your couch. Yeah. I, I honestly feel it's probably if they had cold feet about getting back into film, I think it's a bad move. I think they should just do one. Uh, you know, if you could, ideally you'd, you'd get one out December, 2025 and then wait till December, 2026, you know, but I mean, a good a good move would be that on the years you have a movie, drop it in the summer. Well, I agree, but they like they Disney likes the uh, the holiday releases, and yeah, only but do a... they're going to do the holiday releases because they've been huge. So they're going to continue to do the December yeah, months. I mean, either way, put the movie out in December for the holidays and give us the show in May. You know, and on the year you don't have a movie, then you give us two shows, one in the summer, yeah. one in the fucking fall, and I'm do done it with that, that way. That just seems a little more easy to keep people fed, because we've gotten to the point now where we expect we expect Mando's going to drop, and then somewhere halfway, halfway after Mando, there's going to be something new, whether it's Andor, Ahsoka, or fucking Bad Batch, or whatever the case may be. And then on the year you have a movie, save it up. For the holiday, you know, fucking Taika Waititi Star Wars movies coming out this December. Waititi! Waititi! Um, wouldn't it be great if he has a Jawa whose name is Waititi? That would be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. And to be quite fair, I was having some internet in and outs, but I did hear all the voicemails. And it sounds like everybody, everybody is saying the same thing we are about the show. Yeah. Well, everyone being the people that call in, but yes, yeah. <laughs> everyone that called in. Um, yeah, it's, it's, um, it's, uh, in, in referring to the movies, I think for the next foray into cinema, I think they, I don't think they should plan them that close together. Um, just put one out and then just, and then see what happens. Wait six months, see what happens. And then, you know, announce the next one, I guess. The thing I don't, the thing that's so weird to me. Sorry, go, you, go ahead, Rock. No, I was just going to say, unless it's the Gungan trilogy, in which case Alberto wants it all. Oh, he wants it in his veins right now. For for me, the thing that's so weird about this is why are, are movies and games so different? Like, movies announce a release date years ahead. Like, Star Wars just announced 
a release date three years from now. If <laughs> games like, you know, will a lot of times they'll say, we'll release it when it's ready, you know, and then you'll get like notice like maybe a few months before or like for instance, did we even get, yeah, we, so for the new Star Wars game for Star Wars Outlaws, I think it just said 2024, which that could be December 31st, 2024, you know, so that's that I get. But um, it's just so weird how they're so different because, I mean, I think films are a little bit more predictable in terms of you need X amount of days to, to shoot, uh, you know, things like that. But with games, there's, there's just a lot of unknowns in terms of, uh, you know, shit comes up, like you want to pivot and, and do something different, add some more game systems or, or whatever, um, and then you just need more time. But it's just so it's just weird to me how they're so diametrically opposed, you know? Do you guys see a time when maybe it gets a little bit different where maybe films, we don't get these years in advance warning and they just like start making them and they're like, yeah, the trailer drops and then they're like, yeah, it's coming out three months. <laughs> no, cause it would just, it would all leak ahead of time. True. How do, how do games keep it under wraps though? I mean, cause there's, Sometimes. Because there's significantly less people working on them. Well, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends. Like, well, Have I guess... you seen the, the credits to a Star Wars film? Well, sure. I mean, I guess with like all 4, the... 4,000 people. With all the VFX houses and stuff now, too, I guess I guess you're right. But, you know, now with some games, there's thousands of people that, that will work on a game, you know? Um, you know, and those are the AAA top-end ones. But, um, but yeah... It's similar for big budget films, I guess, but they, with all the CGI and all the um, art that they're producing, they typically have to outsource to several different, you know, outsourcing houses. And I'm sure, yeah, it's probably thousands more for the most part. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, sure. I mean, everyone has to sign an NDA and everything. And I don't know. I guess that's not going to stop anyone from fucking talking about it, but. Still, it's just weird to me that they're so different. But um, anyways, yeah, uh, that's kind of what I think, Joshua Libre. And Alberto, do you have any thoughts about um, the release on those? Um, In the past, I probably would have agreed, but I don't think it... I don't know if it really matters anymore because, you know, up until really, like, Solo came out, um, Star Wars was still, like, the... um that like summer blockbuster you know come out yeah. every, you know when you had a trilogy it would come out every couple of years and it was like a big thing to go to the movies and then you know then they started releasing them every year and now we have you know how many new tv shows every year so yeah um i i don't know it really all depends on like what uh the average person thinks if if they're going to treat it like marvel um, where they'll go like every month to go see a new movie, or if yeah, uh, yeah, it's, or if they're just gonna get sick of it. But I wouldn't be I surprised know. to see like kind of a new cadence, um, you know, sort of uh, that they find a new cadence with this, where maybe they do like a new film every two years, and then in between, 
you know, we get like three um, or four uh, live action shows a year, you know, or something like that, maybe three and some animated stuff for me like that, that would be okay because I actually really like the spectacle of going to the, 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 the theater and waiting, like seeing the trailer and waiting to see the movie, you know, like there's something really special about that in, in regard to star Wars. So that's something that I wouldn't mind if they, if they kept, you know, they kept that sort of feeling, but you know, if, if they do the shows, drop the shows, maybe, you know, three of them a year or something like that, and then supplement it with some animated stuff and then do like a movie, even if they did a movie a year, like I think I'd be okay with that. Every two years makes it even more special, but even every year I think would be, would be fine. But more than one in a year, I don't know. It just, uh, it, it seems like it's, it's diluting the excitement of going to see a star Wars movie, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, and maybe I'm not saying they should turn some of these films into series, but I could see, I could see them turning that James Mangold one about the first Jedi or whatever. Like to me, that would probably be more interesting as a series. You know, because you could really explore a lot more about the character and and some of the interactions. Whereas in a movie, you know, two, two and a half hours, like how much can you really tell about the first Jedi, you know? Yeah, well, in that case, it sounds like he just, he wants to tell that story because he doesn't want to be beholden to any canon. Sure. And and that makes sense. And maybe, you know, not saying they should make it a film, uh, a show, I mean, but I don't know. I feel like that one's going to be less, um, less, less exposit, uh, like exposition. Yeah. And more just like, maybe like a genre film that's like tied into Star Wars. Yeah. I, I see what you're saying and I could, I could see that, but I, I think they need to find a cadence. And I think, I know with the strike with the writer strike they're probably trying to account for that and that's why they've announced all these changes in in release dates well they weirdly enough they moved some stuff up i know which is weird yeah so yeah i don't, I don't know what their what the goal is but and isn't there going to be like aren't they talking about a potential actor strike soon too yeah which that would just completely derail i mean writers yes i i, I get it like some of the scripts that are written, they can still film. They just can't make any changes during the strike. But if it's a great script and there's nothing that needs to be changed, then you can still make the movie. Or if you are already filming. Yeah, 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 exactly. But without actors, I mean, you're not going to hire scabs. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't mean to put down <laughs> people not in the union, but you know, like that's what it would be. And you're not going to do that. You're not going to just introduce some random person to star in a big Hollywood movie, you know? So it's, yeah. Also actors carry a little bit more, um, you know, star power. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't really, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what they do. I, I, I think it, it would be a mistake to release two in the first year of coming back, um, with films. But, uh, I will still go see him, no doubt. Like, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to go see him. So we'll, we'll see what happens. What so, did you guys hit on the news so far? Nothing. We just were following up on Josh's uh, Joshua Libre's voice message. 
Okay. But I was just about to hit the news. And it looks like uh, I'm not going to read too much about it, but um, apparently there's going to be a new phase of High Republic. Uh, phase three, they're releasing the synopses um, about that. Have you been still following Alberta or are you kind of lagging behind now? Uh, I'm a little bit behind. But for the most part, you are following pretty well for, for a bit? For a while, yeah. Is, is There's just... Like it was easy at first because it was just like some books, and now it's just like books and comics and yeah, young adult novels and kids' novels. And so, I think I read the first three, um, but I haven't, I don't think I've touched in like a year, yeah. Well, it'd be interesting to see, I mean, especially with um you know, the Acolyte being at the end of the High Republic, and I'm sure they're going to do more with the High Republic over the years. So it was mostly a a literary sort of um, endeavor, but I think we'll see some other stuff show up in the High Republic eventually. All right, there's a a lot of comic book stuff in the news, it seems like. Um, So I'm just going to skip over that. see i didn't I, I saw like an interview pop up on on youtube and um i'm seeing here that hayden christensen and diego luna discuss star wars for variety's actors on actors so variety magazine and they also posted a video on youtube uh with those two so i'm sure that's kind of interesting i haven't checked that out yet though and apparently there's a new behind the scenes book called Burn It Down, Power, Complicity, and a Call for Change in Hollywood. And uh, it talks about internal issues at Lucasfilm. I don't know if it's just about Lucasfilm or if it's just Hollywood in general. But um, I don't know. I don't really have too much interest in that, but maybe other people do. All right. Let me go see what else we got here for news. Uh, let's see. Okay, there's um, yeah, not much. Uh, okay, James Mangold is aiming to start writing his Star Wars film in the fall. So, <laughs> I guess he hasn't started working on it. Lazy bum. No, I'm just kidding. I know he did the fucking Indiana Jones movie. Well, he's also tethered to do the Swamp Thing with James Gunn's DC stuff. Is that still happening? Uh, I thought this might have taken care of that. uh, It was still listed today as live action films that are up as DCU as Guns doing see fucking Mangold is um, Swamp Thing and the guy Flash whose name is escaping me he's supposed to uh, Brave and the Bold Batman story. Oh uh, Andy Muschietti or something like that I think is the name. Yeah something like that. So as far as and I did just listen to James Gunn views and uh, denied other than some rumors he said don't put too much stock in but that was about it let's see the latest thing I saw well I just did a quick search but um, in April, I mean, that was a couple months ago, but it says uh, James Mangold confirms he's writing Swamp Thing. 
Um, so yeah, seems like he is still working on it and it says um, he's developing it simultaneously with his Star Wars film. So, but it seems like if he's already writing Swamp Thing that that's ahead of, that's ahead of Star Wars. So, uh, it's likely, yeah, that will come out and then he'll probably start working on Star Wars. Yep. To the good piece of news I want to talk about. Uh, okay. Uh, well, I have one, one other thing here. Uh, Star Wars 1313 director Dominic Robillard working on Amy Hennig's Star Wars game. So we know the legend of Star Wars 1313. Yeah. Uh, We'll never, you know, we'll obviously never see it. Um, But apparently Amy Hennig is uh, working, they're working on a Star Wars game. Um, So I don't, I mean, there's obviously not much about it um, because it's still very early, but so I don't know who that is, but that, I mean, he worked on thirteen thirteen, so that's something, I guess. Maybe he's bringing aspects that were cool into the new fold. Yeah, and then uh, the rest of the news—it's all. Um, let's see, yeah, it's all Star Wars Outlaws stuff. So, just different yes. stories about it, and I figured that's what you wanted to talk about. I just kind of wanted to touch on that. I've I've it a few times now and watched the gameplay trailer thing that they dropped. And uh, I mean, it's not the genre doesn't seem like by any stretch. But it, I've been having a lot of some fun with Force Unleashed. So I'm very excited to play the Underworld. Not you mean uh, Fallen Order, not Force Unleashed. Fallen Order. Thank you. Um, be nice to play on the side of things that we've always talked lightsabers just a blaster and yep. dealing with villainy so fucking bring that shit on and i have her ship look kind of plain at first kind of a square with tapered square uh, but I, I i gotta admit it's as sexy as the way those fucking uh fucking the thrusters um, after thrusters rise up just it's just kind of pretty kind of like your boner while watching this mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit. So yeah, the the thing that I find interesting is the time period. Um because I feel like Empire between Empire and Jedi or or which is where this takes place. It's you know cuz Han is in um Carbonite. Carbonite in it as the show in the in the trailer. But I I would think that they would want to steer clear of the original trilogy, but you know, because it's been done so much, you know, like we've had so many stories that have just been weaved in between. I figure that maybe they would want to do something different, maybe do something. Uh, you know what my theory is about it? What? I feel that my theory, much like it seems like they've done with the sequel to um, Fall in Order, is this is where they're going to start this character story. And if it's lucky enough to get a sequel, it'll jump beyond sort of into the Mando first era of things post GCW. Um, so maybe this is just her starting point for her origin game of who she is. And if it gets a sequel, we'll see her move into more modern territory in the Mando timeline. It could. Um, I mean, we haven't seen to this point, they haven't 
you know, brought in uh, characters from games. Like, for instance, like Cal Kestis. I mean, maybe eventually about, we'll get him, but... What about the, what about the Kyle Katarn reference I sent you guys in the chat the other day between that Jalen character that she walks in on and Kyle Katarn? Oh, character. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty unmistakable. If, if that's it. Well, I mean, it might just be a nod to that character. Yeah. Maybe he's a very Kyle Katarn-esque character. Yeah. Um, maybe he'll even have his evolution, like in the second outlaws game when you meet him he's starting to recognize his force sensitivity that would be fucking weird but i actually um, hope they don't explore any force sensitivity i do too yeah i i think from the stuff they showed like i really i I, the thing that stood out to me i think was the speeder chase i thought that looked really good because it i feel like it was good yeah i feel like it captured the feeling of like the endor uh, speeder bike chase, you know, like I also, I also like the cut scene when she fucking takes the one dude down and it just nose plants into the dirt and he just goes flying. Yeah, so that that looks interesting. If they can nail just that feel of Star Wars and have like the yeah. combat and the vehicle combat and stuff like that feel good, and like you mentioned, I don't know if it's going to be this way, but seeing the ship take off, go into atmospheric flight into space. Yes. Like, if that is seamless like that, that will be fucking awesome. Like, because usually, you know, you see like a load screen or, you know, the travel, like in, like, for instance, like Fallen Order. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it's cool. Like, it's not a, it's not a space simulator or not space combat. It's not what it's supposed to do. But if you can have that connective tissue and Star Wars is, is about, I mean, a large is, part of Star Wars is, is, you know, is is space, and uh, space. you know, and spice. <laughs> I remember and, when I told you in the chat that they were saying open world. I think if they could right. map to this exact thing you're talking about, where it seems seamless going in and out of atmosphere, that will add to the ability to make it feel real worldly, as I perceive real world to mean. Yeah, I agree, and that's the thing. I, I actually, I'm not. sure. I don't really understand. They're like the first Star Wars open world game. Like open world. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. It's not like. I mean, I mean, Star Wars Galaxies was. Yeah. You know, like I don't know. I mean, maybe they're like differentiating between an MMORPG and an open world single player game. I mean, I guess maybe if you want to split hairs, but like I you could go anywhere. In, yeah, I consider open world to feel like Grand Theft Auto or something like that when they talk about these console-friendly open world games. That's what I, you know, a Red Dead Redemption or a Grand Theft Auto, that's how I perceive it. That's why I think it's going to be hard when it's planets versus area of a city that you're inhabiting. But I'm very curious to see, like I said, what they consider open world and what they actually give us. But that going between atmosphere to space without a load screen would add to that being an immersive feeling of open world. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. We'll find out. Um, but it looks good. I mean, from everything they've shown, it's, it's a a pretty impressive demo, you know, granted demos can be highly curated and, you know, maybe what looked like seamless flight from, from the ground to atmosphere to space, um, was some fancy editing with them cutting out some load screens or something, but um, hopefully that's not the case. Um, and hopefully we get um, 
you know, like a, a really awesome open world, seamless sort of world. And the story looks pretty good. Like the gameplay footage yeah. that I watched. Um, the This is like with Fallen Order. Cal Kestis is very easy and fast to like as a character and get on board with his story. Um, yeah. This character seems that way too. She seems like the right amount of tough to be that because when she stands up to that imperial officer that was pretty awesome yeah i was kind of like all right well this is a smuggler who ain't gonna buy into the shit and don't even fucking try especially when you're not on some safe imperial world you're out here in the fucking outer rim with the scumbags you're in the wrong place to be given any kind of shit yeah i i I think it looks good I'm, i'm looking forward to learning more about it and to playing it um, it looks like we are going to get Tatooine, which actually I know a lot of people are like sick of Tatooine, but I feel like going to Tatooine in a game is different from seeing it in a, in a show or a movie, you know? Well, and, and playing, and playing the underworld, you can't not. Is right, right. So, and, and, you know, if they're going to have, I mean, there's going to be some cameos, right? Like, why would you pick this time period? <laughs> and not well there is a cameo from carbonite han solo well sure <laughs> <laughs> but i mean i'm sure we're gonna see like chewbacca or something like that or even lando i think i would think lando would be a good possibility yeah like i hope i kind of hope they steer clear of the force uh sensitive characters or maybe or maybe we get a mando character in their younger day during the time yeah. i mean Return of the Jedi. yeah it'd be cool to explore that for sure grief carga you could end up on yeah, Navarro. Fucking hang on Navarro with Grief Karga, or fucking you could meet fucking. Um, um, oh God damn it! What's Papa Kim's character's name? Fuck. Oh, Carson Tava. Carson Tava. Yeah, I mean, you could meet fucking him. You Who could fucking meet knows? fucking him. That's a good. That's place. when you meet him. That's when you meet everybody. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the meat place. Uh, M-E-A-T. The meat and potatoes place. <laughs> the meat. <laughs> uh, that's fucked up. <laughs> but I mean, the thing is, is I mean, like you said, even though it's taking place at the end of the original trilogy, which you don't think is fertile ground, the fact is simple something like that everybody so knows the mandover so if they go back just a few years before the battle of endor and you know where those characters are obviously still around in the meat of the shit you know instead of using characters like luke or in the meat of the shit (laughs) that happens after the meat with potatoes in the the meat of the shit in the meat of the night (laughs) (laughs) but i mean you know any of these new characters we're just introduced to we could meet them at a different point in time where it's like uh, oh yeah fucking, the armorer was around her and fucking yeah the battle of endor it, you know something like that yeah especially with um i mean even fucking uh what's his name um oh my god um Vizsla, the Vizsla, you know, or oh, him, yeah. yeah, like um, Paz Vizsla or whatever. Like, I think, I mean, Bo Katan, dude. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we totally we know she's around. So exactly. So, have we seen I mean, Have it... we seen Bo Katan in a video game? No, uh, right? Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, 
We haven't, I don't think. I was trying to think if there was a Clone Wars related video game. Yeah, it would have had to been in the last 10, 15 years, and I don't think so. She was no, she so. wasn't in uh, Battlefield or Battlefront, right? No, no. Hera oh. was. Oh yeah, or okay, yeah, that's right. Hera was in um, Squadrons, right? Squadrons, yeah. So, well, yeah, that'd be cool. So there's a lot of lot of potential. And yeah, so there's more. I mean, because of the way Mando Mando's timeline is done, it gives us more fertile things to play with around the original trilogy timeline. There are things we haven't oh, seen. Please never say fertile. Mars, are you ready to take me so that we can have another Alberto sliding, maybe? <laughs> I don't know how to tell you this, Alberto, but I'm your mother. I'll, I'll call him Turtle the Turtle. We are done with the news, so if you have a fucking question to ask, Rock, ask it now, or else I'm going to tell Alberto to yub nub. Did you know that Alberto was yub nub? I will what? The fruit of your womb? <laughs> Is that what you said? Yes. Jesus Christ. The fruit of my womb. That's Alberto. <laughs> I love you, Bubby, even though you're all covered in schmutz. <laughs> you're all covered in placenta. That's the word of the <laughs> night, apparently. Baby, don't you want my placenta. Just put it back. All right. We need to yub to the nub. Who left? Yub, 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 I don't even fucking know. Everyone's leaving. Uh, like, <laughs> I was, coming, going. I think I was There's alone for a little floor. while. I don't even know. <laughs> There's placenta on the floor. We need to get someone in here to clean up. There's schmutz all over the place. <laughs> Is Gungan waterproofing around the, around there? That goddamn kid Alberto is sliding all around, going booty booty everywhere. That kid is on the slide again. That kid is on the placenta slide again. All right, well, that's going to do it. We appreciate you guys tuning in. Next week, ah, fuck, I didn't figure out how many episodes. Let's just do one of Visions. I think we're just doing one, anyways. So we're going to do one Visions episode next week, the first one of season two. That's it. Say bye, everyone. I would say something like I'm going on Gulliver's Travels if I had like a hot date with a fucking dwarf. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> I love he came in with no context. <laughs> no amount of context is going to fix that statement. <laughs>